Shooters, welcome back. If you're new, welcome in. We have over 150 episodes for you to choose from. I know it can be a little daunting to figure out where to start, but most of these episodes are very timeless. And so you can go back and listen to any of these at any time. We've had the opportunity to speak with some of the best players and basketball minds our state has to offer. So we're sure that you'll find something in here that you'll like and enjoy, but also learn something along the way. We're just retired hoopers turned coaches that have a true passion for the game of basketball. We're trying to share that with you, have some fun along the way, and promote the kids, coaches, and programs throughout this state that are working hard each and every day. If there's something you like, please let us know. Comment, like, follow, spread the word. And as always, shoot or shoot. Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooters Touch Podcast. We're excited. We're mixing things up here a little bit tonight. We have two Drake Bulldogs on the pod with us at the same time. We're going to talk about a couple of the senior leaders on the Drake women's basketball team. We have with us Courtney and Taylor. Courtney, Taylor, we're excited to have you guys on the podcast here. Are you guys ready to, ready to get after it here a little bit tonight? Yeah, right. excited to be on, ready to answer all the questions you throw at us. <laughs> Courtney, you ready? Got the Jack Campbell jersey on, representing <laughs> Megan Meyer, right. Hawkeyes, all that, right? Yes, sir. I'm ready. All right, ready to go. And it sounds like uh, not too long ago, came, coming from practice and some team meetings and stuff. So we appreciate it, as always, you guys taking some time jumping on with us. But I wanted to start with Hoop Fest. I know Taylor had an opportunity to talk with you on Thursday at Hoop Fest. My daughter was in your group, uh, had an absolute blast. Such a neat thing that uh, you guys do for the community cool to kind of get outside and uh, to see especially on Thursday that sunset and along the river and the skyline it was just a really really neat experience for everybody but more than anything it tells us that basketball season is right around the corner and gets everybody excited for Drake basketball and so t- take us through a little bit of a Thursday what do you guys enjoy the most about it as players and get an opportunity to interact with the fans for me personally it's just really exciting to get everyone excited about basketball in general and especially Drake basketball. I mean, last year, a record year for both men's and women's being co-champs. And I think it's a really cool opportunity to get the community excited about us again this year. I mean, we have a game in less than a month. and I don't think it's really processed for us as players or fans yet that like basketball season's back. And I think it was a really, really fun to really kick it off and get people really excited. Also, I just think it's super cool to see all of those fans come out to that. Like, it just really shows the support we have in this community. And I don't know, we have the most dedicated and amazing fans out there. Um, it's just so super special to me. Well, it's so fun. And Taylor, you mentioned, too, obviously bringing both programs together is always neat. It was really neat Thursday to obviously have both tournament champion trophies um, sitting there and having that as one of the stations for the kids to go around and, and take selfies and stuff with was really cool. But it is. I mean, it's something where, you, you know, the Be Blue, the hometown team thing is on full display when you do something like that. And I had actually mentioned uh, my parents make it to quite a few Drake games as well. And so talking with them, they weren't there on thursday so i was just kind of walking through it with them and i just told them how funny it is because you see obviously a lot of the same people we go to both men's and women's games but the people who are you know working in the hospitality room or the guys down on the floor and they're all there it's just one big community and i know you guys see it and interact with those people on a daily basis at the facilities um and so to get everybody there and then bring the community together on a neat setting, too. What did you guys think of being at uh, the Skate Plaza as opposed to down on Court App? 
I liked it. I thought it was obviously different than Cordav, but I felt a little more personal. I was a little smaller, so I think it was cool having fans being able to be kind of right up with us and being able to run through them. Kind of at the beginning was really cool, too, throwing out T-shirts and giving high five. I think it added a little bit more of a personal touch to it this year. Now, Courtney, was this the first year that you guys did the uh, the youth the youth camp stuff before? I can't remember. I, I, first year, I know that my kids did it, but have you guys done that in the past? We started that last year. We did that last year for the first time, but um, not the year before. Cool way to obviously get people down there and then to have those stations. At first, when I when everybody was kind of warming up and everyone was shooting on the court to start with, mm-hmm. I was like, how in the world are they going to do this? And then obviously you guys broke up and had the stations and everything set up. It was, uh, it was really neat. I definitely liked having like you said taylor kind of being off on your own like it was the whole setup was for for drake basketball and that was that was really cool kind of having it set over there and you know have an opportunity to kind of float between the different vendors and the groups and everything that was going on and so ton of fun and like you said got getting you excited it's crazy to think that you, you guys are a month away um from getting going i know that you guys have been are at it already like you said practice i talked with uh allison a little bit on thursday kind of getting the getting the rundown of uh how things were going and what she was excited about and so coming in to your senior year Again, this is a little crazy with COVID years in there. We've seen your, we got some injuries. We got some red shirt in there, but let's call it your senior years. You guys are definitely for sure leaders on this team. Um, you guys are stepping into a, a position, you know, with the loss of both Sarah and Maggie, the team last year. Obviously, Grace there as well with you guys is a big part of the leadership role. But what do you see here now coming in as a senior and stepping into that leadership role that that might have to change a little bit from years past. Personally, I think a lot of expectations are kind of non-negotiable now. I mean, it's kind of our responsibility to kind of get people going and make sure everyone's kind of where they need to be and knows what's happening. So I think going from a junior to a senior, that really wasn't much of a role. You're still a role player as a junior, but you didn't have as much responsibility as kind of keeping things kind of glued together. I think practices lately having a little bit more of a voice has been different too. I don't know. It just like the dynamic just feels so different, even though it's just a one year different. So it's been a cool adjustment, but it's obviously like, it's, it's crazy. We're, we're so old already. It's gone by so fast. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely um, different. Um, I would say when I came in as a freshman, even as a sophomore um, and last year, like I was led by some of the most amazing leaders, Maggie Barris, B even beyond that. Um, Turbo Fuller and Maddie Peterson, they were just really great leaders to me. And I just really want to reciprocate that leadership that I was shown to now these incoming freshmen and our sophomores too. Um, I just want to show that supportiveness to them. And I guess for me, I I don't have the highest basketball IQ. So um, usually they go to Taylor for those types of questions, but my type of leadership style is more of like showing max effort and kind of hoping that it rubs off on those girls. Yeah, I guess a couple couple things there. Um, and actually, Courtney, that's uh, that's my leadership. Uh, that's how I lead as well. So know exactly what you're talking about there. <laughs> also, if you guys think you're old, um, Brian and I are sitting here like, uh, yeah. man, we must be real old. Um, <laughs> I guess one question that I always have about, you know, kind of moving into a senior, well, it's not role, you know, as a senior, were there any conversations over the summer um, with coaching staff or maybe even those girls who graduated last 
a year, maybe even two years ago that you knew. Uh, were there any conversations coming into that? And maybe I'll start with you, Taylor, on that. No, honestly, I feel like, again, it's kind of like you're getting to the age where it is an expectation. You kind of just know your role now. I mean, it's not necessarily one person has to say over another. I guess it's just how you can pour in and be most beneficial to the team. Like, again, Courtney said, she brings the energy and the fun, and then I'm more fundamental sometimes. So I think it's really cool seeing, like, our different dynamics, like, kind of combine as senior leaders and how it, we can kind of apply it to everyone else on our team, too. And then Courtney, has anything has anything changed off the court? We definitely have just like an amazing culture with this group of girls. Like it has been that for the past few years. And now we're bringing in four new girls and we're just kind of welcoming them with open arms, showing them the ropes. Um, it's just it's really fun right now explaining to them and telling them about last year's run. Like it was so fun and like we want to get back there. And so um of the majority of our team experienced that. And so it's really cool to just kind of um, pour that into these new girls and give them that like vision. So how has, uh, how has, how has practice gone so far? Obviously beginning of the year, you know, Brian and I, and a lot of our listeners have been there uh, probably not all smooth sailing, but uh, how has, how has practice gone so far? I think they've been good. I mean, it's definitely an adjustment going from, 30 minute group workouts to two and a half hour full practices. But I think everyone's kind of getting after it and pouring into each other. So I'm really excited to actually really get into a full week of practice and see kind of things coming together a little bit more. But so far, I mean, I've had a good time. I thought it's been fun. I've been pretty smooth, but how big of a difference is it? Cause last year you guys had the trip to Italy, correct? And so um, how different is it now, you know, obviously having a little more time off, but not having as much court time together? Do you think, have you seen, you think any impact already with that so far, Courtney? Honestly, our group of freshmen and Anna Brown, they're really great players and they're really picking up on everything pretty fast. So yes, we haven't really had the opportunity to play games, but they're doing really well at picking up on the way we play basketball and I think I think it'll be really great this year it'll be interesting to see how like you said obviously you got a few few holes that you're gonna have to fill in in Maggie and Sarah obviously being gone and out of the starting lineup and uh you know the the dynamic that they brought both obviously in the interior and Sarah shooting the basketball and so you're gonna have to you know find ways and I think you guys have the pieces in place in which that are going to allow you to do that it might look a little different than it did last year um but uh you know coming together like you said and being able to have the ability to kind of work and play together I think you guys have some nice pieces coming in and who whoever thought the quad cities could be could be so fun huh Let's go there, Taylor. What what do you remember? What was kind of obviously winning it was a highlight, but kind of walk us through a little bit about, you know, what the mindset was, you know, get get one win, get two wins. All right, let's go win this thing. Or what was what was kind of the thought process there? I really think we kind of were on the same page. We are not going home. I know the year before that we lost and then with our COVID year um going home kind of an unfortunate way people kind of being isolated with COVID precautions so I think it was just a non-negotiable that we're winning this whole thing and my favorite part not even like obviously winning and kind of celebrating at the end but it's just funny that we're always the last conference tournament to conclude so like halfway home we stopped in Iowa City and like all the parents and fans were there and had like the bracket for March Madness really so just that was kind of funny that like we just win and now oh now we're going to Austin in three days so I think that's a that was pretty memorable getting to sit down and kind of wrench out a big room with all of our family, tons of food and kind of got to celebrate as a team right after it happened. So that was a lot of fun. That's right. I forgot you guys did that. Cause you, then you're right. You had that selection Sunday um, right afterwards and you found out 
where you guys were going to be at and where you were going. And obviously a tough draw in uh, getting Louisville and, and where they were at. But uh, take me into that. Take Courtney, take me into a little bit of the prep then. All right, so we're going March Madness here. I mean, just the excitement, the energy around it. Obviously going and, you know, playing a team from the ACC and, you know, a team with an obviously standout and that had a good record that, uh, you know, you're kind of backs against the wall. And so what what, what was the approach to going into that uh, NCAA tournament game? The biggest thing was that each one of us truly believed that we could compete at that level and we could do it. And we really did. We we gave it our all and um, we just fell short a little bit. but. I think just having that belief in each other and ourselves was just really all we needed because we really did believe and we really did compete. Um, it's unfortunate that we didn't get to pull it out, but it was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I mean, a great game. Obviously, you guys end up losing by two, but it was it was one of those things where, you know, watching the game, it wasn't that you guys really like went on a run late or anything. I mean, it was back and forth both, both ways. And you could tell that you guys belonged and that you were, you were meant to be there. Um, you know, obviously Haley for Louisville is a difference maker, but it's, you know, she didn't play all overly well in that game. You guys kind of held her in check. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was obviously memories, you know, that you guys will carry with you. And I think will probably motivate a lot. Um, a lot of you girls, especially like that four core. Um, well, five of you that, you know, logged a lot of minutes and had a lot of opportunities at the end of this year to kind of motivate you and get things going. But what a wild march uh, on both sides. Obviously, you know, we talked about Hoofest kind of mirroring the men's season as well and the men going and winning. And then I think had an opportunity uh, in March and wasn't able to convert. But just fun, fun environment to be around. Got to be a, a fun gym to be in, to learn from and to continue to grow. And so um, something that I, I would imagine that you're looking to um, build on for this year. But I want to back up just a little bit. So let's go. How did you get here? So how did we get to Drake? What was the process like? And ultimately, why did you choose to go on this wild ride as a Drake Bulldog? Gosh, that feels so long ago. I mean, I definitely <laughs> like was looking for a school that not only would challenge me academically, obviously Drake been notorious for being good at women's basketball, having high academics, and then having a home away from home. I am a four-hour drive from my family, so just knowing that wherever I'm going to be, I'm going to have a second family with my teammates and, and the coaches being basically my mom, so that really enticed me to kind of come here and give it a shot. I mean, it was so long ago, and I'm still here, so obviously, like, I love it here, and I'm so happy that I chose Drake to be my home for the last five years. What's your, what was your degree in? Um, my undergrad was in clinical and applied health sciences. And so then that means you're going for a master's, right? Or what do you, so what is. Yeah. I'm getting my master's in health informatics and analytics. That, I mean, that is oh. something way above Adam and I's head. That's for sure. Same. Yeah. <laughs> able to yeah. handle any of that. And so Courtney, what was uh, the process like for you and deciding on Drake and, and why? From the start, Drake really felt right for me. Every single phone call I got from Allison and back when it was Jenny, like I would get excited. And during the recruiting process, it's not always that. It's kind of just like dreading all these phone calls and um, and whatnot. But I would get excited to talk to them. And when I would go down and visit, it's just like the culture and the family feel just felt so right. Um, that's really why I was drawn there, drawn here. 
also academics are really important to me and I was kind of thinking pharmacy at that time and um, Drake is known for their amazing pharmacy program and I was like hey Allison would you guys be open to letting me try this degree and play basketball and she was like yes like of course and you don't get that everywhere like I'm literally pursuing my doctorate degree and playing division one basketball and I just, it just felt right everything fell into place and that's ultimately why I chose Drake. Courtney was a multi-sport athlete um and how about you Taylor did you play other sports in high school? Um, I played volleyball up till my sophomore year. Gotcha. So after that, it was it was always hoops. Yep. Gotcha. And Courtney, was it always hoops for you? Was that kind of, you know, I know things change, obviously, high school's, you know, kind of a different time, kind of a strange time, to be honest. But, you know, was it always basketball in the back of your mind? Like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Or was there other sports that, you know, kind of, you know, were seeping in there? Maybe uh, you got some calls about them as well. Oh, no, it was always basketball for me. The others were just kind of hobby sports. And then we turned out to be pretty well successful with those sports, too. I played volleyball and track and we were state champs for track and state runner ups for volleyball. So it was it was really awesome. High school experience and successful. But no, um, basketball was always my number one sport. And AAU teams for you both. Taylor, who'd you play for? Um, Minnesota Fury. Fury. Mm-hmm. And I played for North Tartan, so kind of rivals with Fury. <laughs> gotcha. So you guys play each other? Yep. Yeah. All the time. Very cool. Now, did you guys, did you commit to Jenny or did you commit to Allison? Help me on the timeline. How'd that work? Jenny. Jenny. But Allison my, my sophomore year. Yeah, she was still on staff. I talked to Allison the most during the recruiting process. Me too. And now, did you guys play for Jenny? I'm sorry. Then yep. the Timeline as well. Yeah. Uh, what was, was there any change from I guess practices or schemes and stuff I know because not you know I I played um at UNI back in the day and that was when I played with coach McDermott and then he left to go to out of state and coach Jacobson wasn't and honestly there wasn't a lot of change so that was an easy transition was it kind of the same for you too yeah we've kept pretty much the same system we've added a couple little twists into it but it's pretty mm-hmm. much the same I guess the only difference is kind of the structure of practice we've kind of added four quarters so we kind of try to emulate game situations a little bit more than I feel like we did with um, Jenny. But other than that, it's basically the same thing. Well, it helps having somebody's obviously with Allison was on staff uh, with Jenny for, for so long that it didn't seem, I mean, everything seems to make sense that uh, she would slide into that role and um, obviously has, has done a wonderful job of, of moving up a chair and it's been fun to watch her growth and your guys' growth as well too, as you guys continue to, continue to move through and, and learn and, and continue to grow. And so Courtney, there was never a, the thought like volleyball wasn't like, you no, no, never. no. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's good. I didn't, I didn't know that your so your bio, your bio on the website makes it sound like you were, I mean, you were like quite the volleyball player. So oh, goodness. Just, I was good at blocking, like I could jump up and block it, but my approach, not so much. I kind of whiffed the ball pretty much every time I tried to hit it. And I think that's why I got kills because they weren't expecting it. So <laughs> oh, that's good. The foot, the footwork throwing them off, foot, yeah. throwing them off a little bit. So, <laughs> well, good. So Taylor, if, uh, tell us of the, that moment when you got to campus, whether it was a school moment or, or basketball or both, when when you were kind of 
like the wake up moment, like, oh shit, I'm in college. Um, this is a high level. Like, what? Uh, what was that moment? Was it in practice? Was it a game? You know, was it one of your first classes where you're like, okay, here we go. I feel like it was summer workouts. My freshman year, we had a lot of individual stuff. You with four coaches, and it was trying to like build up our speed. It's so different from high school workout. I would say being in a ten minute individual with six of the coaches was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like here we go. <laughs> uh, that usually is. I mean, I I was the same situation when you start. The weight room was the, uh, the I got to get my ass going moment when I got to college. So that was that was a big one. Uh, what about you, Courtney? Was there something that you remember where you're like, okay, this is a, this is a new level? Probably the first day of practice. I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's talking all the time, saying like everything they're doing. I'm like, I'm not used to this. Like, um, that's probably the biggest thing I noticed was the chatter on the court it just was not like that in high school communication is big for sure was there like one thing that you remember Taylor you know like I mean I always tell people that the biggest change for me from high school to college was the intensity and how it's just consistently intense at all times on the court was there one aspect of that transition from a senior in high school to a freshman in college that you recall I think with our system specifically, how everything is making a read. I feel like more in high school and AU, you're, you're used to kind of like sets and she goes there and that person goes there. And if they don't do that, then it falls apart. But being in our system, it, it's basically you got to do what's open. So having to like learn how to determine that, that was a huge adjustment. I very vividly remember trying to figure out, I don't know what to do now. There's someone here, but someone's going there. Yeah. Being able to make those reads um, and Courtney's your point of communication is so different than high school. I mean, it doesn't matter what level of high school you're playing. It's like you, you kind of get it gets pretty robotic and then you get to the college level and it becomes very fluid and you got to make quick decisions. You got to react and be quicker and stronger and faster than you ever were um, in high school. And so it makes, makes for a little bit of a, a little bit of a tough transition, but um, you know, once you guys kind of got things going and, and settled in, you guys have both have kind of found different roles. You kind of alluded to it here, actually going along, um, you know, Courtney, you kind of talked that, you know, you're kind of more high energy, go out, be an athlete, make some plays, um, you know, and Taylor, like you said, a little bit more fundamental, making those reads, you know, being maybe a little bit more of the vocal leader of the two. Talk to me a little bit about finding those roles. Was it something that uh, you guys were able to kind of figure out on your own that like, hey, if I'm if I'm going to get out on the floor, if I'm going to get more minutes, this is what I'm going to have to do? Or is that something that coaching staff helped you? Or how did you guys kind of start to figure out the best way that you could impact the team? I think it kind of came naturally, you know, going through your four years, you kind of learn of what kind of works for me, what doesn't trying to fit into the system. So I think, again, for me, it was more making reads, passing defense kind of thing rather than, I don't know, I, I would I would say I'm more on the smaller side, just weight wise. So I don't really want to be hit around where Courtney loves to go get big rebounds. But if I can stay and thread the needle on the outside, just learning that that's what works for me and that's what works in our system. It kind of just came naturally. I just kind of wanted to do whatever the team needed. If they need me to be big, I'll be big. If they need me to be small, I'll be small. And I don't know, the reason why I love Drake basketball is that, like, there really isn't, like, specific roles for people. Like, uh, everyone has the green light to do everything. And so, for me, I found it, like, an energy boost and going after those loose balls and going after those rebounds. And 
I just really enjoyed that. And so that's kind of what I, I prided myself on. So that's kind of where I got. Yeah. And I, and I honestly watching, you know, going through last season too, it's, if, if, Felt like you got a lot more comfortable, you know, obviously as the season went on and figuring out, okay, where do I fit in on this as, you know, your time, your minutes and your production continue to increase, um, you know, the later we moved into the season last year. And so, and to, and to your point too, I mean, that is something where it is pretty, for the most part, positionless as far as your guys' style, the way that you go about it. Obviously, Katie and Maggie are going to be in their positions but the rest of you guys you know you kind of flew it in and out you know taylor to your point you're kind of making reads as far as like where where you want to be at and where you can attack if you're open shoot it if you're squared up if you're ready to go shoot it if the girl another girl's open swing swing like you know it's it's fun basketball it's fun to watch you guys and it's fun to figure out and kind of see how you guys kind of fall into those niches and and what makes um, sense for you and so and then too obviously lineup base too you know i know taylor you used started half the games last year and then you know Anna came in too and they needed some more height and you guys were able to just kind of bounce back and forth and find out what makes the most sense and and honestly watching you guys too and the energy that you bring day in and day out regardless of who's on the floor and where you're at I will say too and this is I mean watching your guys's rotations has gotten a lot better I would say over the last kind of three years here and in figuring out like oh we can mix and match these these four can play together really well like if so-and-so gets in foul trouble not a big deal like we got somebody that can step in and so watching you guys mature and grow uh has been a lot of fun from this side of things and uh excited to see more of of what's to come i did want to i did want to revisit a few things from this past season one the overtime loss to iowa Obviously did not uh, end on the the side that we wanted, but I've been to a lot of games in the Nap Center. That was probably the coolest one that I've been to. I, for sure, the most people that have been there. I mean, this is going back to Doug McDermott at Creighton, too, that I was there. I mean, that that was that was pretty wild. Um, so take me through that game. What did you guys, what did that feel like? That was pretty early in the year. You know, running out, newly renovated nap. I mean, we have all this stuff going on. Obviously, Kate and Clark and company comes comes to a hometown of Des Moines. What uh, what do you guys remember about that Iowa game? I think that's for sure the most nervous I've ever been for a game. I mean, we knew it was going to be sold out, but then when you actually run out, it's like, oh, my. Like, there's a lot it's of different. people here. And not only with all the people, but playing, like, such a high captain Clark and it, it was it was insane. It was a lot of fun. I can compete with them, and it's something to come and watch. I'm excited to see Carver sold out, and I mean, probably double the amount of people there. So I think it's a really cool opportunity for women's basketball as well. Kind of putting that on the map. Yeah, I I remember being extremely nervous as well. Um, there's a whole lot of people there, but also um, kind of like our Louisville game. I just remember like I believed in my team so much. They believed in me. We all had this belief that we could compete and we could win that game. And I don't know how many people in the crowd actually truly believed that too. But then um, we were able to prove to them that we are a great basketball team and we can compete with these um, big name programs. And it was just super special and super cool. I know you guys mentioned it a little bit too, but you know, you uh, when we were talking about why you made the choice to come here to Des Moines to Drake to be a bulldog, you guys both mentioned the culture. Um, I may talk a little bit more about that, Taylor. What did what is that Drake basketball, Drake women's basketball culture? 
Uh, I think it's we win and we do what it takes to win. I know we talk a lot about effort and attitude and kind of controlling the controllable. I think that kind of ties into how well we do on the floor and how many games we do win. I mean, coming out of high school, I was on a pretty successful high school team, so I wanted that as well with college. And Drake had been, again, notoriously really good kind of leading up to my recruiting. So I think it was really important to win and that our culture is we do not back down from anybody and we kind of take on every challenge. I completely agree with everything she said. Um, we kind of just pride ourselves on loving what we do and loving where we're doing it and who we're with. And I think truly everyone here loves it here and loves basketball and loves to win. And um, I too came from a success- successful high school program and I got very used to winning and it was so much fun. And um, I that's why Drake really caught my attention too, because they were extremely successful in my recruiting years. Um, and so I kind of wanted to go to a place with a winning culture too. Um, but then also with the family feel and just everyone loving everyone and loving it here and loving basketball. And a good pharmacy program probably didn't help. There <laughs> <Yes>. help. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Hey, Taylor, looking at back at your bio quick, you set a single game assist record in high school. How many assists did you have? Oh, geez. Was it 11, maybe? I, I don't know. I was hoping you would know. I just, that's all it said, but you set the single game assist record, so. Oh, geez. I so long ago. I think it was maybe 10 or 11. That'd be my guess, but I'm honestly not sure. Adam, there's no way, there's no way you've ever had 11 assists in a game, Adam. <laughs> I don't even think I've had 11 passes in a game, actually. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, that, that's uh and and taylor you were a finalist for miss uh minnesota mm-hmm. that's awesome many, many years ago yeah <laughs> that's awesome no that's uh that's good i'm sorry i was going back through and uh taking a look here that that's awesome good for you um okay so i'm gonna bring up i'm gonna bring up a name um get yeah, former guests on the podcast and maybe wears the other colors and so let's let's keep it friendly but uh maya mcdermott what do you what do you what do you guys think when you hear maya mcdermott and uh last last season and those those two losses to you and i in just heartbreaking fashion you don't obviously have to talk about maya but just let's talk about you and i um and those games in general what that rivalry's kind of always been there, but the fact that you know both programs um, are kind of continuing to be on the rise and continue to win a lot of basketball games. How much fun does it make uh, those games to be an opportunity to play the Panthers twice a year? That's for sure. My favorite conference series is playing you and I at home and at you and I. Esther uh, Maya, she's an awesome player and. Her buzzer beaters, yeah, as much as I sung, I mean, she was the one that should be shooting them, so good for her, but I hope she doesn't do it again, and I think we're capable of stopping her, but don't really want to repeat of the past. <laughs> I agree with Taylor. Those games are um, my favorite conference games, too. Um, we always get a lot of fans at those games, so it's a lot of fun, and they're a very good team, too, so um, usually good competition, and yes, Maya is incredible her shots were extremely annoying but um yeah they were those games they hurt 
it's just crazy that obviously the way that those ended is like all right want one okay and then the second time you're like there's no way that this happened again like how does this how does this go down like that but and that's one of those things too where you, like both teams know each other so well and so it's it's kind of one of those things you're kind of going back and forth and it, it's just very much like you guys are trying to get out and run and they're kind of trying to slow you guys down and be a little more methodical and it's a little bit of a chess game and so it's definitely like I said, it's fun to watch. It's fun to have those added rivalries and or, you know, obviously you have some local uh, biases going back and forth on, on both the teams. But I would imagine one that uh, that that you look forward to, um, Adam, as I assume that you guys did back in back in the day, too. Did you guys always get a little excited when you saw the the Bulldogs on the schedule? Yeah, you know, it's it's that that whole in-state thing um, is just such a big deal. Uh, you know, whether the coaching staff says it or not, you know, it's always you're 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 going to get up for that game a little bit more than the others. And not to mention, you know, with how you and I and Drake recruit Iowa specifically and even the Midwest, um, you know, the players you play against probably a little bit before you get to those locations or those colleges. And it's just different. You know, it's 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 the Bulldogs against the Panthers and in-state. And, you know, that if hatred is the right word, I don't as an older guy, I don't think hatred is the right word anymore. But when I was in college, it it was close to hatred, I think. But it's just different. And it's fun. It's a good environment. Uh, you know, those basketball games are typically close games, which is what everybody wants to see. Guys, what are you guys excited about for this season? I'm excited for both the Minnesotas. I mean, St. Thomas, 20 minutes from my house, Minnesota, 20 minutes from my house. So I'm excited to actually go to Minnesota and play there. My sophomore year, we played there, but that was when fans weren't allowed. So, I mean, being able to actually have a lot of friends and family around is going to be really cool this year. Courtney, what about this vibrant Thanksgiving classic? How cool is that going to be to be able to have an opportunity to probably have the family come over for that weekend um, and catch three games at the nap while uh, you guys get to hopefully enjoy some turkey too? Yeah, I'm actually really excited for that Thanksgiving tournament. Um, usually I look forward to going somewhere cool for Thanksgiving, like Miami or Reno. But um, my family hasn't been able to come to either of those Thanksgiving tournaments. So I'm really excited to be able to spend this Thanksgiving with them and they'll be able to cheer us on. So I'm super pumped about that. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then taking a look, obviously, the week of going to Ames and then uh, or sorry, Iowa State coming to you and then going to Iowa City. Uh, that's a big that's a big week in uh, November for you. It's got to be something. I know we talked about the Iowa game, but, uh, you know, having Iowa State come to your place um, again on Sunday the 12th, those games always have to have a little more juice to them, don't they, Taylor? What, do you, what, what are you excited about? What's getting an opportunity to play the Cyclones? I mean, we didn't get to play them last year, so I'm, I'm glad we get the opportunity this year. And it being at home, I think, kind of like the Iowa game, we'll, we'll fill up the nap. So I think that'll be a really cool opportunity again to, I mean, see a whole different Iowa State team. I know that team is pretty much completely different except for one or two people so I think it's a cool opportunity to kind of I don't know again play the Cyclones or just play a whole new team COVID canceled last year is that what ended up happening um no there's a snowstorm <laughs> so we couldn't oh, drive no that's what it was mm -hmm. oh, so they just sent us home for that's, oh that's right because it was right before break and that's right yep. that big snowstorm was coming in and everyone's like eh let's just call it a call it a mm -hmm. semester or whatever it was mm -hmm. that's right now I remember that now that you say that. That's too bad. 
as we've mentioned, uh, we like to end our, our episodes with a little section we call rapid fire where Brian's going to hit you too, with a couple questions. Um, some about hoops, some not, and you just let us know what comes to your head first and Taylor will get you started first. Okay. I'm ready. First question we always start with is favorite visiting gym or arena you've had an opportunity to play in. I would say Iowa. That's always really cool to go to. I mean, it's big one. I think the all black kind of makes it a little intimidating. So it's kind of cool being there. Carver, that's a good one. Can I say Texas? You can say whatever you want. Down where we played Louisville, that place was awesome. And they had comfy what, chairs. What uh what arena was that? Was that Louis- University of Texas? Yeah, their brand new facility. Yeah, it was brand new. Oh, that would nice. be sweet. It was really nice, yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah, that's a good one. See, look at that. See, look at that. That's you're already on top of this. All right. Better memories, or sorry, more memories. Let's go more memories, not better, but let's go more memories, Taylor. Italy or the quad cities? I would say Italy. I don't know. Oh. That was just a week full of fun. That I mean, yeah. one, that was like an unbelievable opportunity. I don't think I'll ever get to go to Italy again. So winning there and then getting to explore. I mean, two countries. We went to Switzerland too, so that was really cool. How many how many games did you play and how long were you there? We played three games. I think we were there for ten days. So it was like awesome. the first three days we kind of played or one on, one off, and then explored pretty much the whole country. Yeah, that had to have been a, a really neat experience. I know we alluded to or talked a little bit about it. To be able to take those trips and with the teammates and the people that you're you know, you're about ready to to spend a, a shit ton of time and grind with for six months is is it's really neat uh Need opportunity. What about you, Courtney? Are you you you're kind of thinking when I first said it? You go on Italy. You're going Quad Cities. I can I pass? Like I'm indifferent. Like they were both so amazing, but so they're different, different experiences. I mean, it's hard. Obviously, Quad Cities. I don't know. I feel like we give them a hard time, but it's like I don't know. Maybe if it wasn't the Quad City, you'd be like, oh yeah, winning, winning the, yeah. <laughs> winning the Who, Valley uh, tournament. What spot had better food, Courtney? Can you answer that? Uh, Italy. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Now well, you answered it. What We're was good. the best? What was the best plate you? Had, what was the best plate you had in Italy, Courtney? I had gnocchi. I don't remember where it was. Tay, I was with you and your mom. Do you remember where that was? Oh boy. But it was gnocchi. It's like I had that gnocchi. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They had really good pizza too. Everything oh. was good over there. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to pizza here in just a second. But was the communication was there much of an issue with that, or was that I mean pretty touristy? Like you were all right. I think it was pretty touristy. We didn't have many issues. A lot of us like kind of tried to speak a little Italian, but I think it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw some of the videos leading up to you guys trying to learn <laughs> Italian or whatever it was. So. Okay, so this this next one usually usually is kind of fun, but it's it's gonna be really fun because of what Megan's answer was when she was on the podcast. But so Taylor, game day routine. You have a game day routine. What, what do you do on game day? Um, I guess specifically last year, I would always take a nap after shoot around in our pregame meal, and I would always eat a cosmic brownie before the games. It's definitely wow. not recommended, but I would always do it. That's awesome. You, I love that. I guess for me, after shoot around, I would come back and watch some TikToks. And then <laughs> I Allison's not gonna like this, but I would start to do my hair and makeup and 
<laughs> and get cute for the game. And then, yeah, then I'd come back. That's hilarious. Everybody's got their thing, and and Everybody. you know, Taylor. Uh, if you're a if you're a basketball player, at least in college, the nap before game is a must. Gotta 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 catch some Z's before the game. Takes edge off a little bit. Less time to okay. be stressed out about the game. <laughs> so speaking of that nap, then and connecting with Megan, did do you guys did you guys know that she would nap in full uniform? Yes, <laughs> you knew that. <laughs> I mean, that was that's still one of the craziest answers we've had on the podcast is that <laughs> yep, she would go in full uniform to go back and take her nap. Like she was <laughs> nervous she was going to oversleep and miss the game or something. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. That was uh didn't didn't expect it. That was a good one. So um, so talking about game day routines and pregame stuff, who's on the playlist? Who who do we have to listen to uh, leading up to the game? Taylor, who do you who do you got who you got going on the Jeez. on the AirPods? Kind of depends. Kind of a mix of rap. I would say Drake for the most. I've kind of stuck with my high school playlist till now. Awesome. So I guess all that I don't know. Little, Dra- little Drake on Drake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Courtney, what about you? Um, this is actually kind of funny because everyone doesn't really think I have the best taste in music. And so last year when it came to submitting um, song requests for pregame warmups, I guess I was the only one who submitted song requests. So our pregame warmups were like Taylor Swift and country music and like oldie rock songs. And everyone was like, who put this song in? And I was just like, don't look at me. (laughs) But yeah. That's good. That's awesome. that's yeah. good that's but that's what they get for not uh not coming stepping up to the plate though that's right what i'm saying so that's their fault not yours so well good um second part i mean a lot of basketball we talk a lot of basketball we talk a lot of pizza on here and then the third one is shoes do you guys have a favorite all-time favorite basketball shoe taylor what's your all-time favorite basketball shoe Boy. If you don't, uh, I mean, if it doesn't have a, if it doesn't have a name, you can tell me the brand and the color or whatever you got. What was your favorite one that you remember that? All growing up, I was Nike, so anything really Nike. So it's kind of unfortunate that we're Adidas here, but I was a big Nike girl all of high school and AAU, and pretty much leading up until I got to college. <laughs> well, my favorite shoe is Taylor and I both have a bright pink Hardens that we wear. For like every game day. Nice. Yeah, those ones are those are good. I know that a lot of you guys kind of um, have variations of those because um, those the white ones, multicolored ones that you wear, those are hardens too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you guys? Dot. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Are, the, yeah. are the blue and polka dot ones are those hardens too? Aren't there? Mm-hmm. Have you guys found in the Adidas line that you kind of like the the Harden line the best? Does anybody have any dames or anybody anything else that you know of? We just got, I think, dames that were um, pink and orange. I'm pretty sure those are dames. So that's gonna nice. be a fun new colorway to kind of bring out this year, other than the pink. But good deal. All right, um, couple more. We'll get you out of here. Where who have you found that has the best pizza in Iowa? If you have one back home too, you can share that too. But we want to, we get, we always got to get the local, the local vibe on pizza. Um, and then uh, if you got somebody back home that we can, 
that we can tap into too. But we, like I said, we talk a lot of pizza. Everyone, everyone tells us where the pizza's at. What do you got, Taylor? Um, I guess Des Moines Doco is kind of close. Mm-hmm. And at home, we have kind of a little dive bar. It's called Wise Guys Pizza. They have the best pizza and hot hoagies. That's Ooh. definitely I go to every time I'm home. I like it. Wise Guys. Mm-hmm. Doco is good. All right, Courtney, what do you got? What have you found on? I know it's not Italy, but <laughs> what have you found? What have you found for pizza around here? I like Fong's. I'm a big Fong's girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. That uh, that's a good that's one. A, what about it's a trusty what, spot? Yeah, oh, just love love spawn. What about back home? What about Wisconsin? Where are we getting some good za from? Anywhere? Toledo's. What are they known for? What do they Polito's. got? Um, they it's just pizza by the slice. So um, their most famous one is mac and cheese. So it's really good. Putting another meal on pizza always always has me a little. A little it's nervous. Good. You should try it. <laughs> Always has me a little nervous, but I do like the like the crab ragoon from. But that's not really a meal. See, that's not a meal. But I like the crab ragoon from Fong's. So that's a good one though. We like that. Mm-hmm. We've we've had several requests. Like people want us, and we need to add them. But actually, come up with a list of all the pizza places that we've had from different guests from different states from all over the Midwest. It's been. It's been fun. Uh, we've definitely really enjoyed it. So um, numbers. Okay. Taylor, where does, where did number three come from? Why, why, why do you wear number three? My older sister was number three when she used to play basketball and volleyball. So always going to her games, obviously looking up to her being the little sister. So always picked her number in volleyball. I was 18 because she was 18, but basketball, she's three. So I chose three and kind of just stuck with it. That's good. That's good. There's always there's always a reason behind it. Courtney, why thirty two? What was what was the deal with thirty two? Did you get to pick that, or was that hey hey freshman, you're taking thirty two? No, I got to pick it. Um, my dad, <laughs> he was number thirty two, and so me, I have three brothers, so all four of us were also number thirty two. So that's cool. That is cool. That's he good. He picked like. it because magic. Aha. That's even cooler now. That I was gonna say. <laughs> I like it. That's uh, that's good. So, all right, last one, girls. We'll get you out of here. Um, what is the best thing about being a Drake Bulldog? I think all the support we get. I mean, we go onto the community volunteer a lot, or just kind of do donor dinners and stuff like that. And we always have people coming up to us and kind of applauding us as women and basketball players. So I think that's a really cool aspect that you don't really get at a lot of schools. Is not only are you an athlete but you're also a person I think it's really cool that we get both aspects here yeah I agree with that um just the people here I these girls these 12 other girls are my best friends and we have amazing coaches amazing support just the people it's just like a family away from my family yeah that's great both those really good answers we kind of alluded to that to start with you know in the pod Courtney talking about with the hoop fest and just the opportunity that your guys' closeness and the way that you guys it is kind of a family around uh Drake basketball and and Taylor obviously the people too that you mentioned but I'll also throw in there some certain little 7-year-olds too running around um you know you guys make a big impact uh on the youth as well and being able to do the summer camps and and obviously be at the games and 
and all the interaction and fun stuff that you guys do. And like I said, you guys don't nothing. No one's making you have to be, you know, fun and outgoing and talkative with the, with the little ones, but you guys, you guys always do. You step up and they always make it a lot of fun for them. And so that's a big thank you from a dad uh, on that side too. It's a lot of fun to be able to take the kids to the game and um, you know, you guys play with energy, play with smiles on your face, um, play together as well too. And so you guys are teaching, teaching all the right things to the little ones watching and girls thank you we, we appreciate you taking some time here on uh on a sunday evening to jump on and, and chat hoops and drink basketball with us we wish you guys the best of luck here um moving forward and uh before you know it we'll be uh we'll be tipping it up here for real yeah thanks for having us yeah thank you so much yeah like brian said uh it's great to get to know you guys a little better. Um, looking forward to looking forward to Drake basketball this year and, and following along with you all. So best of luck this season. Thank you. Thank you.